Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. So today, um, I was just thinking about summer and sometimes the challenges of the kids um, being off schedule and us maybe having more time at home and more challenges dealing with the kids. And so I thought I would talk a little bit about that because we are not quite halfway through summer yet. I used to love summer when all my kids were home and I was homeschooling because we would just have a lot of time to do fun stuff together. But as I've been trying to juggle working and having kids on different schedules, it's definitely been more of a challenge. So um, so hopefully this will help a little bit. So um, I just first want to encourage all of you parents out there because I think that parenting, a lot of times you don't really know if you're doing a good job or not. And um, especially when you have kids that are especially challenging themselves, they're not um, necessarily giving you um, those kudos and you may feel like you're failing a lot. But honestly, the parents that I know, the parents that I see every day um, and the parents I see on Facebook, like you guys are rock stars. And so I just want to encourage you. Um, I think you're parenting heroes and mostly that is just that showing up. You are the best parent that your particular kid can have. There's no one else that could do a better job than you are because you, I believe, were supposed to be that child's parent. So these are things I tell myself too to comfort myself because um, especially those of us that are um, parents to kids that are foster kids or adopted, like a lot of times we're doing a job with a kid that, um, you know, nobody else was willing to take that job on. So so hang in there. Um, we're, like I said, we're not quite halfway through summer, but um, we still have a lot of time to make it a great summer and to to find, uh, I guess, a new groove in dealing with your kids in the summertime. So first tip that I want to give you is I want to encourage you, um, if you have kids that are struggling with the transition from school to summer, that is really pretty normal. A lot of times we prepare kids really, really well for that transition from summer to school. We go back to school clothes shopping. We talk about what it's going to be like. A lot of times we take them and show them their classroom. We get all ready for that, but we don't make a good transition sometimes to summer. So one thing that I've found is that challenging kids do best if you set up a schedule of some sort. It doesn't have to be maybe as tight of a schedule as you would have during the school year, but I found that the kids tend to do better if they know basically what's going to happen each day. They're not, um, kids from challenging backgrounds are not always so great at entertaining themselves. You may have found this out. And so having something scheduled like time when they are going to be expected to do something, play alone, or times when they're scheduled to be um, on playing video games and times when they're scheduled to have family time, some things like that. And also just letting them know if something different is going to happen that day. Even a good surprise can sometimes be really hard for kids that come from hard backgrounds. They um, would prefer not to have a surprise. So, and um, so 
you know, even though it's summer, don't be afraid to have a basic schedule for the days that you are home and to let the kids know on the days when something else is going to happen. Also, I really encourage you to not use those those special things that you are going to do as, um, you know, as a behavior plan. So it's not putting the power in their hands of, hey, if you do this right, if you behave, then we'll go do this. I try not to make it something that's in their control. I like things to happen on the schedule, whether they are in a good mood or not, knowing that I just think that a lot of kids will sabotage something even if they want to do it. And so I don't like to give them that much um, power. I think that it works really well to let them know that sometimes we have to get through a non-preferred activity before we can do the other activity and that um, a lot of times it may make a preferred activity a little bit shorter if it takes longer to get like a chore done or something like that. So so I will pair a preferred activity like um, if you're at home, maybe it's snack time. Um, and so we'll do like a quick cleanup and then we can have our snack. So we pair something that maybe they don't enjoy as much with the thing that they do enjoy. And it can give you a little bit of motivation and momentum, but I try not to hold it over their head or it can slip easily into more of a bribe or a threat. Do your chores or you won't get something to to snack on. Or it'll be, I will give you a candy bar if you do your chores. That's completely different than, than pairing that activity. Um, snacks and meals should come, I think, should be on the schedule. And so the kids should know when those are coming. And um, and you can use it to your benefit if they're, if they're good eaters, you know, that let's do this and then we'll do this. So first this and then this works really well. And um, another thing about doing activities is a lot of p- parents tell me that they don't want to tell the kids what's going to happen because then the kids will mess with the schedule um, by their behaviors or um, trying to talk parents in or out of things. Um, but I have found a lot of success in setting the expectations of what you're going to do. So if you're going to go to the grocery store and then you're going to go to the park, let the kids know that we're going to be in the grocery store. We're going to be here to get, you know, these many items or or my goal is to be done in 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And my expectation is that while we're in the grocery store, you're going to stay by the cart and that can help a lot in kind of letting them know what you expect. Well, I'm not going to buy extra things, so please don't ask for extra things. I have the list. We're going to get the things on the list. And just give them that preparation of what you expect and what's going to happen. And then you have to kind of keep your end of the deal and stay with it. You can also let them know if it doesn't go well, if we can't do this, then we will have to leave and we will not be able to do this thing either so because I can't do this without doing this so it's I hope that makes sense because I think a lot of people fall into the trap of using these techniques as threats or bribes but it's it's really more of a first this has to happen and then this and setting those expectations and it's it's also kind of leading them 
from being beside them. So it's like, we are going to go do this, and this is what we're going to do, rather than sending them away or driving them to do so, to do a chore or to do something. So it's it's very intentional, and it's um, I have just seen a lot of kids do really well when they know what those expectations are. So, and then just be prepared that if they are having a bad day or they decide to test you out on those expectations, you may have to leave the store and not be able to get those things in and go home and try again. Um, I think that you're not going to have to do that a lot if you follow through and do that, that, that time when you, when you say it, like that's, we can't do this. This isn't safe to be in the store when it's like this. So don't fall into the trap of believing that you can just kind of wait out the summertime and maybe things will get better or maybe the kids will figure it out. Just, you know, make those plans and be intentional and look at the areas where you have the most struggles and and use some problem solving around those areas. If you want, you can ask questions and um, I can help you with with some of that. Some of those problems are easier to see when you're not right in the middle of it. So I like to think those things through. Typically, kids tend to have the same types of behaviors around the same types of experiences. So, you know, I hear parents say a lot, like, they always do this, or this always happens at this time, or bedtime is always a disaster. So let's look at it and kind of pick it apart and find out why it's always a disaster, what's going on, and put some planning and some problem solving around it. Another tip I wanted to give you today is to just uh, get really good at acknowledging the positive um, as as they start to move in the right direction. I think what I was, it was interesting, I was watching a, a kid with one of the horses last night, and he was trying to get the horse to move forward and as soon as the horse would start to move forward it was like he was starting to lose control and then he would kind of go to the front of the horse and he was actually yelling at the horse to stop you know whoa a couple times and and I was thinking man that is that is just how we are sometimes it's like we start to see movement and it kind of maybe it freaks us out or we're not sure they're going to go in the right direction and then we kind of get all up in in um in their space and we point out the negative things or we get worried about what's going to happen so we're like oh wait watch out don't do this but you know just concentrate on really acknowledging the positive things that that they're doing and the behaviors that you want to keep moving so if it if it's working to do you know a chore before they go outside and play then you know just acknowledge that like hey you guys are doing a great job getting these chores done in the morning and um you know, and then you have the rest of the day. And so you just like keep it on the positive instead of, I think also what happens when we see positive is we think, okay, now this is a good time to maybe add something else. Like it's going so well with them doing, you know, 10 minutes of chores. Let's add 20 minutes of chores and, and maybe we'll get more done. Don't do that. Just keep the positive going and keep them moving forward. And then it's a lot easier is to steer that, um, you know, the, the kids when they're, when they're already making those positive steps. So the last tip I had was just in your planning your summer and um, thinking about, you know, how you want it to go. Make sure that you're intentional in the things that you plan. Even if you have a day of running errands, um, try to plan some things in there that give them that incentive to want to, to be there and um, to do those things together. Be intentional. 
be engaged, uh, make a list of some fun things that you can do that maybe don't cost any money. You know, maybe we've got some great parks in the Treasure Valley. Um, you know, we have, even if it's just something simple, like, like uh, I was thinking with the older kids, like going to a thrift store, going to the mall, um, but just planning planning a few of those things to to interrupt just the every day we get up and play video games or we sleep until 12 or whatever it is the kids are doing that kind of drives you nuts about summer. So plan those things. Um, it doesn't always have to be something big. A lot of times simple things like um, when all of my kids were at home, a lot of times we would just plan that if we had to run errands, we would take at least one child with us um, so that we always in between things would have time one-on-one with with one or with one of the kids um we never really went anywhere totally by ourselves unless that was planned and um that was also coveted but it was really different to get the kids just kind of by themselves even if we were just running an errand so just little things like that that show that you're just being intentional about the time that you have the summer can go a long ways and Make sure that you're engaged as much as you can during those times. Um, put the phone away and, um, you know, even if they're not talking much or there's not a lot of connection, because I know sometimes kids with attachment issues can be tough to connect with, but just listen to music and drive around and um, don't be afraid to be goofy and um, sing really loud and annoy your teenager. That's what I like to do. So. Hey, you guys, thanks for watching and um, type in those questions if you have any and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Bridge podcast. For more about parenting and how to get started building a bridge to better behaviors, go to the show notes and click on the link to Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or have questions for Dr. Michelle, There's a link in the show notes to do so. Thank you.